0: For this episode of What's a Tease, I'd like to welcome Miss Hutlick's 2019 Bonbon. Bon. Hey Bonbon, bon, how are you doing? Hey there,
1: I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you?
0: Yeah, keeping as well as can be. So, bon bon, um you're based in Cape Town, South Africa. Is this like a born
1: right. and raised situation? Yes, I am born, raised, bred. It's running through my veins. I am a Capetonian. Yes. All
0: right. So, like mm-hmm. growing up, had you always had an interest in the performing arts?
1: Funny enough, yes. Um, I can remember watching tv my mom like you know laughing at me because every you know music video or anything that had dancing to do with it i was in front of the tv trying to do the dance moves trying to copy um everything that was happening yeah i just i love music and i just i love moving Mm -hmm. did
0: that spur her on to maybe taking you to like a dance class or few?
1: Yes, so um, I didn't do any ballet, because we didn't have any ballet at the school um, that I was at. But in primary school, we had modern jazz. If I can remember correctly, I remember walking past one day and seeing these, these girls dancing, and I was like, Mommy, I need to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, she signed me up the very next day, and yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And was that something that you carried through to your adult life?
1: Definitely, definitely. So through school I danced, Um, I did gymnastics as well, Um, I did drum majorettes, so anything that I could move and dance and anything that involved music I was involved in pretty much throughout my whole high school career. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I left school, um, I joined groups, you know, in classes, I carried on with um, modern dancing as well and then um, I kind of took an interest in hip-hop.
0: Awesome. So, like, when did you discover
1: burlesque? Oh my word, that was such a fluke because I had no idea what burlesque was. I was on this journey because I'd been dancing, I'd been teaching Cape jazz and salsa for quite a few years in Cape Town. Okay. And I just wanted to try something a little bit different. So I think I was on the internet and it might've been through Gumtree. I saw this ad saying burlesque classes. And I was like, what the hell is burlesque? Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research and I thought, okay, it sounds interesting. Let me sign up. So the classes were through Black Orchid Burlesque mm-hmm. um, at that time. And Diva Disaster was teaching the classes. And I remember rocking up at this class and not knowing anybody was very daunting for me because I'm, I'm, I'm quite shy. So I rocked up at this class all like, you know, in a little corner and yeah, the classes began. And I was like, okay, this is so different from what I'm used to doing. Mm-hmm. It's like slower, very sexy very like intimate. Um, I mean, that's a little and, bit like
0: salsa though.
1: Yeah, salsa, it's very, I mean, obviously you do partner dancing. Um, mm-hmm. Also Okay, there is obviously the solo dancing as well, which is very intimate with your partner. But doing it by yourself, where you're actually physically touching mm-hmm. you know, yourself, it's, it was very different for me. I remember still thinking, oh, I'm not sure I'm gonna come back to the next class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure this is for me. And, and I finished the course, which I think was like, I think it was four weeks or eight weeks, I can't remember, and I signed up for the next one. And I finished that one, and then I signed up for the next one. So basically, almost like eight months later, I'd finished the class and had graduated with um, the Black Orchid uh, burlesque troop.
0: All right. When you were looking up burlesque on the internet, was there elements of it that was appealing to you? Like, what did you discover?
1: Well, I think for me firstly, it was something i 'd never seen before like i didn 't know it existed, so for me, it was very uh, interesting. I think the fact that just reading about it was very much like the the self empowerment like about women, like feeling you know uh, yeah just empowered and feeling comfortable they were so comfortable in their own skin mm-hmm. and I think that 's what like drew me into it more than anything else because um, for me i 'm very very shy and mm-hmm at that point, wasn't very comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. So that's what really drew me into it.
0: Okay. Like, what was the thing that kept you coming back, you know, after that first daunting experience?
1: Um, I wanted like, did to... Did you feel I, some
0: of that empowerment?
1: I did. I knew it was deep down inside. Mm-hmm. And I thought I have to give myself this chance to see if it'll come out. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, uh, I think that that's what... Brought me back and also the the ladies in the class were so much fun so yeah.
0: Which brings me uh, to my next question so after you graduated you then performed with the black orchid burlesque company for some time what were some of the aspects that you enjoyed about performing as part of a troupe?
1: I think it's just you know being with a bunch of women that are just enjoying themselves and also realizing that as much as you feel insecure about yourself, everybody else feels the same way. Everybody's, you know, has their own struggles or their own battles that they're going through. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you step on stage, you know, that kind of just gets forgotten. button. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just like a sisterhood where I, I felt comfortable, I made friends, and, you know, we, we just had a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was, it was good.
0: That's awesome. Now you've graduated, you've been performing with a troupe. Did you find that there were some things that you were coming across that served as influence to your style of burlesque?
1: Well, you see, when I when I started burlesque, uh, when I when I graduated firstly, I didn't immediately join the troupe. They did ask me. And I was very I wasn't, I wasn't sure at the, the time that that's what I wanted to do because I wasn't quite sure about getting fully naked on stage, like taking my bra off and all that stuff because I wasn't really confident at that point in my life to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So about a year later, um, they were having like showcases, student showcases, and they asked me if I wanted to perform um, well within that next year. And I was like, yeah, why not? And that's how gradually how I grew and you know, became part of the troupe and decided to join them. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to the style, um, very much in the beginning, I, you know, I was very neo mm-hmm. because, you know, I loved the, the current music. I wanted to use my current style, style of dancing. So I was very much drawn to, yeah, you know, the hip-hop, the R&B. Mm-hmm. That was my style very much in the beginning. But, you know, over the, the, the years that pass and you, you know, you research and you get to understand all the different styles of burlesque you yeah I've leaned towards different styles from there
2: mm-hmm.
0: like did you feel during that time like what year are we talking about
1: I graduated I think in 2010 and I think I started with Black Orchid in the middle of 2011
0: yeah so in terms of access to inspiration and looking at what influences different styles of burlesque, like did you find that hard to come by or not
1: I wasn't into the classic burlesque, because that wasn't me Um, from the get-go. I was Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I I can't do that style. I I think maybe a little bit of the music wasn't like what I was feeling at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And like doing research on um, burlesque was was Pearl Mm Noir. And she was such an inspiration because she's such a free spirit. Um, you, you can't help but be drawn in by her energy. I mean, I have never met the woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just watching her and listening to her. Yeah, she was a major impact in, in my career.
0: Okay. I remember looking back at your early days in burlesque and you did have a fairly conservative approach to the striptease element of, um, yes. of the <laughs> art form. <laughs> so what <laughs> led to you shedding these inhibitions?
1: I think turning forty firstly <laughs> mm-hmm. um and becoming single, um no well, look i I think for the first six years of my burlesque career, I never took off a bra. Mm-hmm. I wasn't comfortable with it. I know a lot of people like are opposed to that because of you know some you know there's been this debate about is it really burlesque if you are not taking a bra or for not showing like a little reveal or you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, but I was pretty comfortable with the way I was, and, I, and, and also I, there was no pressure on me to do that. I mean, Black Orchid was very understanding, and they said, when I'm ready, I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to find myself, and I think, at, like I said, when I turned 40, I think it was just like this explosion of life that happened. Mm-hmm. And I just got this like, epiphany of, like, I want to do this. And it was the most liberating thing ever. I I can't explain it. But yeah, I've never looked back since then.
0: Yeah, because one of the things that I've discovered from speaking to many artists um, over the years and also through this uh, podcast is that, you know, when people think of reveal, it's also not necessarily how much flesh you're showing, you know? And I think that that's often something that people mistake, like mistakenly only associate burlesque or striptease with you know and like one of the things that and especially with uh, peekaboo point and it was very early on in the season and it was just like something that was reiterated by so many artists it's just like how many different things you reveal you know may it be part of yourself and as you said like this was just a different part of yourself in a different part of your life and so that was actually the deeper reveal more than you know the fact that you got to see a little bit more
1: exactly exactly it was exactly that it was like a life-changing experience it was just another step in that experience at that point in my life so yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And also with, with regards to the reveal, um, I think you might have had, I can't remember who the discussion or interview was with, um, it doesn't always have to be pasties, it mm-hmm. can be the tushy. It's, it's the art of teas. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I agree a hundred percent.
0: So what are your thoughts behind uh, deciding to venture out as an independent artist and how has this experience been for you thus far?
1: Wow. Well, yeah wow it, it wasn't what i expected um i was with black Orchid for a very long time and um, i think seven years uh-huh. and when i'd left them to go independent i hadn't actually left to go independent for burlesque for that specific reason uh-huh. in the previous year i'd actually um, obtained my zumba license and i wanted to you know venture more into that into the physical aspects of zumba
2: uh-huh.
1: and in the year that i left in the first three months I had fallen and I got a a slip disc. And my previous history of this is that I've had a a back up and, you know, injuries and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm very wary and aware of my body. So the fall and before the fall, I was having a lot of impact on my back and the Zumba was actually causing it. Mm. So I decided, okay, this is not going to work for me. So I thought, I'm just going to take a little bit of break, you know, if there's, you know, if there's there's productions and shows and I get invited, you know, I'll consider doing it. But I'm going to take a year off at least just to give myself a little bit of break. Mm -hmm. And then baby grand happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And then I applied and I got in. And yeah, that was the year that I actually got crowned, um, which was amazing. It was so unexpected, but it was, yeah.
0: That's like, <laughs> that's like the perfect segue for <laughs> the next question. You know, exactly. In 2019, that's when you were voted Miss Hotlicks, which uh, for those of you who don't know, Miss Hotlicks is the favorite choreography voted by the audience at the Baby Grand Burlesque Festival. And I mean, this is a characteristic that has become synonymous with the Bonbon performance. <laughs> Where does the choreography sit in your process of creating acts?
1: Yeah, so for me, um, it's it's quite different. Like, it could be anything that actually just triggers me. I mean, I could hear a song, which is, you know, the most common thing that most people say, oh, I love the song, I'm going to choreograph everything around that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, funny enough, the hardest thing for me to find is a song. For me, it could be, me just you know finding a hat that i really like and i really want to wear and i'll base my whole act around this hat basically because mm-hmm. i you know hat I choreography
0: can, can, you know
1: hatography <laughs> so <it>, hatography yes <laughs> so it it all depends on it could be a costume item that you know i have this idea and some of my ideas are you know way out of my league or even i have to say that because i can't afford it mm-hmm. um but it could be as you know, a simple thing as a hat or a pair of shoes or you know um, a set of underwear that I saw that I want to create, um, and I can basically create it around that.
0: Okay, you mentioned that you had a little break um in terms of performing burlesque and then one of the first things you did after that was the baby grand burlesque festival had you had much experience with competition burlesque before or like was this your first time doing it and then if so was your preparation in any way different for this performance than it would be for a regular night
1: oh man i was shitting myself (laughs) (laughs) Because at the point when I'd actually applied and got in, I realized um, it's a competition at the end of the day. And it's, it's weird because, you know, a production or a show is a show. But as soon as it becomes a competition, your whole mindset changes mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And I was a complete nervous wreck. I mean, the night before, I was still tweaking, choreoing, like um, mm-hmm. tweaking costumes, sewing. I was so pedantic. I had re-choreographed the whole thing completely. Because I had an existing act mm-hmm. and I was like no this is not good enough it needs to be better because I'm, I'm, I'm extremely hard on myself so okay. yeah I'm a worst critic so yeah it was it was uh for me very nerve-wracking but it was the right push at the right time
2: mm-hmm.
0: do you have any advice for potential burlesque artists who would like to enter into the competition arena because like you know, of course, abroad in Europe and Australia as well as in uh-huh. the U.S. and Canada, like North America. Pageantry in terms of burlesque, people are very used to that concept. Whereas like mm. in South Africa, it's still a little bit new and I think a little bit daunting for so many artists. What is the advice that
1: you can give to people who are possibly looking at entering? Trust yourself. Doubt can be Uh, an ugly thing um, and it can throw your whole process out of um, you know your concentration span of what you're trying to do so trust trust yourself and trust your process if you have a process of how you develop an act trust it and follow it through Um, it takes hard work and dedication Um, it means that you need to rehearse and practice for me the most important thing is is trust yourself
0: Mm -hmm. we as people are our own worst critics I think with anything, if you prepare yourself in a manner that you're happy with, that's all that really matters, you know? Exactly. And, it's exactly. Not, and competition doesn't mean that you're being judged by others. It's just, you know, as this song moved you today and another moves you tomorrow, it's the same thing. You don't love that anyone less or more. It's just like, this is what I'm grooving with now. There's no judgment on either part.
1: Exactly. I agree 100%. I mean, I... I went into, that comp- uh, into Baby Grand uh, Festival competition. I told myself, I'm not competing. It's another performance evening for myself and I will perform as I would any other night the best I can. And I have to trust that that is what I'm putting out on the stage. I mean, I'm a nervous wreck backstage. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm literally the worst when it comes to like nerves before a show. And I've never over the past few years, I'm still like that. I just can't get past it. But I use that nervous energy when I'm on stage to put it out into the audience.
0: I feel that and I have like a little, I have a little something to add to that because (sighs) I'm pretty much the same. And especially when it comes to the pillow talk persona that is the DJ, um, Mm -hmm. it is daunting to like be in charge of, a selection of music that's supposed to make people move on the dance floor and actually a very good friend of mine and also another well-known uh, dj in cape town j9 she said to me your nerves are good because it means that you firstly care about what you're doing and secondly it's going to keep you on your game i agree a hundred percent in january of this year you co-produced redress yes yeah can you tell me more about the vision behind this showcase? And was this your first time venturing into the realm of producing?
1: Yes, for sure. So, at the Baby Grand Festival, um, when uh, the first crowning took place uh, in two thousand and nineteen, the two queens that were crowned were women of color. Yay! Yay. Um, yeah, <laughs> myself and Vita Nota got, uh, vita Vita Nota, I'm so sorry, Vita. Mm-hmm. Vita Nova um, got chatting backstage. And I, I mentioned to her that I have this, an idea of putting together, you know, a show. It's been like on my mind for like ever, putting together a show, like an all woman of color, all um, POC cast. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no ways. Like she's been having, you know, the same chats. Her, I think it was her and, and another uh, fellow performer, mm-hmm. um, were having the same chats, and we need to get, we need to get together and like, you know, discuss. And I promise you, within like a week, I think even, we were already chatting, we had our first meeting and it just took off so fast. For me, it was the first time, well for Bolesk at least, getting involved in a production. Mm-hmm. So it was quite daunting and I was, you know, very scared because, you know, you, you, you never know if what you're doing is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, luckily, you know Vita Nova's got some experience, and she's really good with that. So, yeah, her guidance was good, and we worked really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show was phenomenal. Our cast was phenomenal. And um, you were there, of yes. course, and you assisted us. I couldn't have asked for a better evening. It, yeah, it was amazing.
0: Cool. So, twenty twenty, as we've mentioned, it's been a year of unprecedented challenges and hardships. Though the borders have been literally closed, the virtual realm has made it more accessible for artists from all across the globe to <laughs> perform on the international stage. Yeah. And you've recently performed in the virtual edition of the Argentina Balesque Festival.
1: Yes, that was amazing. Yeah, no, so uh, I saw the application. Uh, Well, I saw the the online on on Instagram, they were advertising that they were extending their applications. And I was like, I didn't even know that they were doing an online edition. So Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, Bon Bon, why not? Just, you know, submit. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I got an email saying, you know, I'm part of the show and I was like super excited. So yeah, that was was extremely interesting. They had a whole weekend from the Friday till the Monday. Mm -hmm. of shows they had newcomers which they had a competition for where I think the audience uh, they had judges mm-hmm. and then they had for the professionals they had uh, online voting where people could vote for their, their favorite artists so yeah it was amazing and um, I must say with the, the online shows I've met so many amazing people that I probably would never get to meet in you know in my lifetime I'm hoping that over the next few years that I can actually go visit and actually meet them in person yeah, for sure. but it's been absolutely it's been amazing um, it's, it's super tiring because you get to do everything at home yourself your mm-hmm. whole setup your lighting your sound but I think that's part of the journey
0: so in your opinion was this a great platform in order for you to be able to continue expressing yourself creatively
1: So basically, I think when when Oh Baby Productions had their quarantines online and Baby Ray had asked me to perform, I was a bit skeptical because it's like live. Now we're not doing, you know, an onstage production with a handful of people that's buying tickets. This is going live and anybody can see this. So I was pretty, pretty scared, I'll admit. But after the first show, I thought, okay, that's not so bad actually quite liberating. The only, you know, thing getting used to with the online is you don't have that support of the audience that's cheering you on, you know, that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so you eventually have to learn to interact with yourself mm-hmm. um, via the camera, like, you know, as if there was an audience, mm-hmm. um, which makes it very interesting. And I didn't think after that show that I would actually be doing any others. And then the first quarantine um, burlesque festival, with Nasty Canasta and amuse Bouche. Yes. Um, yes, Yes. they were looking for applicants and I literally applied like on the last minute. I thought just do it, like come on, put, your, put yourself out there, you know, we're going to get this opportunity again. And I think from that point I kind of just said, you know what, screw it, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. If there's opportunity, I'm going to apply and I'm going to put myself out there you know, you, you make some, you don't make some. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still get to work with great producers and I get to create, you know, at-home burlesque and I get to enjoy my art form.
0: It has been so incredible to see you on the international level and I think, like, it's so awesome for people to know that there's burlesque happening in South Africa across the globe.
1: Yes, for sure. I mean, South Africa, we, we're still relatively small. I mean, it's a lot bigger from when I started, like way bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have such phenomenal performers here. Like I just want to tell everyone, just come here, come Mm -hmm. watch us. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like we have phenomenal performers here and not many people know about us. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that's an opportunity for me to also get myself out there and meet other people.
0: From that shy girl that started out doing burlesque classes <laughs> um, to just be like, you know what, what is this? You know, online burlesque festival, <laughs> world stage, bring it on. <laughs> Here in South Africa, we are now open to having uh, live shows. How do you feel about going on stage for the first time?
1: Wow, I am nervous, I have to admit. I've just recently, you know, ventured out maybe going for a supper to be honest. Um, I go, you know, I, I work full time, so I do go to work, but, you know, everything is very, there's protocols and everything's very much in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so going live still, I'm very still nervous about it because it's the whole social aspect, I guess, mm-hmm. because you can never just go do a show and leave, right? You have to socialize. I mean, you're going to be seeing people you haven't seen for a while and there's going to be chatting and catching up. So, um, Look, I'm dying to be on a live stage, don't, don't get me wrong, but I mm-hmm. am very, very nervous still of, of interacting with a lot of people just because of that.
0: Totally understandable. So what can we look forward to from Bon Bon in the near future?
1: Well, for this year, I've got, you know, I've got a few shows still online that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some live shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, putting an out there hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> I'm doing, uh, for now I've got some online shows, I'm doing the Peep Show, Menagerie, Menagerie. they've been doing four weeks of Halloween Horror mm-hmm. uh, Festival um, for the past uh, few Fridays. I'm on this Friday, our time unfortunately, South African time is 6 o'clock in the morning, so if you're braving not to get up um, at 6 o'clock to watch um, Horror uh, Burlesque, do that. I've been doing that the past three Saturdays, <laughs> so it's been, <laughs> it's been quite exciting. And then, yeah, there's some local shows. Um, my alter ego, Bon Ho, will be performing in Gender Bender on Sunday evening, so you can catch, catch him there. <laughs> He's got some interesting things up his sleeve. And then I'll be doing the Glasgow uh, blesque Festival um, that's happening. Um, that's on the 13th of November. So you can catch me online for that as well.
0: <laughs> Fantastic, Bone Bone. So your dance card is very full, your online dance yes. card.
1: Yeah. I mean, for this year, I mean, you know, if I'm not going to be doing live and this opportunity to still do online, I'm totally going to be doing that. At some point, I still get to perform and create. And I think that that gives me some, you know, form of satisfaction for now, though nothing will ever take away being on a, a live stage ever. And I, I don't even know if I can perform in front of people. or oh, my word, it's going to be so scary. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think 2021 is going to be a good year. I'm working on one or two new acts that will probably come out in the middle of next year. Yeah, more to more, it's the middle of next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm gradually working on that. And, yeah, but I think it's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait. And I already see with um, baddies happening mm-hmm. um, on the 5th of November, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, Welcome back. Yay. Um, So yeah, there's already things happening. So it's super exciting.
0: Cool, Bon Bon.
1: I must just say, I received the best compliment um, the other day. It's from Lydia. She's one of the performers from the Salvia uh, Argentina Ballet Festival that I performed. Mm -hmm. After she saw my performance, uh, she said to me, you walk like the floor owes you money. Ah. And I was like, that is amazing. I'm I'm using that. I'm stealing it and I, I now own it.
0: <laughs> you know what has also come from a lot of the um, interviews that I've done is that the, the best taglines are the ones that are given to you.
1: Yes. I mean, I've never, I've never heard somebody say that. And I was just like, that is amazing. I absolutely freaking love it.
0: So that's how I'm going to sign you off um, on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> you ready for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. So signing off. With the girl who walks like the floor owes her money. Bonbon, thank you for joining me on this episode of What's It Is.
1: Thank you very much for having me.